Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Get it up the right wing. We'll give the puck to Bo Horvat into the Oilers zone. Stops on the right side. His pass to Hamannick. The shot saved by Smith. Rebound. Oh, and a save by Smith. And he got the third one as well and holds on. Mike Smith just put it. And it's for Tannen on the left wing. His pass. Right side to Beagle. In over the line. Across for Tannen. Oh, my. Mike Smith just shut the door on that, too. you got to be kidding me. Mike Smith, spectacular again. 32 saves. He gets his second shutout of the season. He's 6-0 and on the year. His save percentage is up to 944. And the Edmonton Oilers win again. 3-0 the final tally tonight in Vancouver. So the Oilers have won five in a row for the first time since 2019. They have won 11 of their last 13. They've also won six straight on the road. They haven't done that since the 86-87 season. Impressive effort tonight by Edmonton. They get a couple of power play goals. McDavid seals it with an empty netter, and they are absolutely rolling. Thanks for joining us tonight. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. It is 1045. Those three goals tonight, a $300 donation to 630 Shed Santa's Anonymous. That's courtesy James H. Brown and Associates Serious Injury Lawyers. They're giving 100 bucks for every Oilers goal, and it's now up to 7900 on the season. And we'll talk about the goals that were scored tonight, Rob, but I think we got to start by talking about the goals that were prevented. And look, this the Oilers have some great players. They have a lot of players doing some excellent things and playing really well. But story number one of this Oilers season has become Mike Smith. Well, when Mike Smith went down with injury... There was a lot of outcry in Oilers Nation about, uh-oh, what's going to happen with the Oilers? they got to go trade for a goalie. they got to pick someone up on the waivers. They they lost a goalie. They got a goalie. They lost a goalie. And everyone hoped that when Mike Smith came back, it would stabilize the goalie situation. I don't think anyone ever could have imagined that Mike Smith would come back and be as good as he's been. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure that, well, I'm guessing there's not a better goaltender right now in in the last seven, eight games, whatever Mike Smith's played than what he's done. I mean, he's been outstanding. Uh, I've played in front of great goaltenders. And when a goalie is on a run, the way that Mike Smith is on, the confidence just builds uh, amongst his teammates. They believe in him and then they believe in themselves. And, uh, there's still mistakes and, and there's still things that need to be cleaned up. But when your goaltender cleans up the mistakes for you, it just, it just sends energy throughout your entire bench. And what we saw through the first 40 minutes tonight was just excellent goaltending by Mike Smith, big save after big save. And they weren't, you know, grade B scoring chances or, you know, you know, three out of five on the, on the, 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 
hard rating. They, they, these were top-notch goal scorers getting in the, the puck right where they wanted. These were the, the, the Bessers and the Pedersons getting the one-timer right in the zone that they liked to put the puck on net and picking where they wanted to shoot it. Mike Smith was just excellent, and he's just continued since he's come back from injury to just give outstanding start after outstanding start to this Oiler team. So uh, with goaltending like that, it, it does not matter, you know, who's in the lineup in front of you. You give your t- your team a chance, and Mike Smith has done that each and every start. Yeah, just outstanding, Rob. And when they really needed him the most today, I mean, obviously you need your goaltender the entire game, but the, the second half of the second period, the Oilers scored with just over 12 minutes left in the second period. Dreisaitl had a breakaway with just over 11 minutes to go. After that, I can't remember a good Oilers scoring opportunity. And as you know, I jot down highlights. They're all Mike Smith saves in the second half of the second period. So he, he did what he had to do there. And then I'm wondering, and we talked about it during the second intermission, what's going to happen in the third period? So your goaltender held you in the game, preserved the one nothing lead. Kind of similar, a little bit similar to what happened on Tuesday night. The Oilers had a good second period but didn't score, but they kept coming in the third. Well, tonight, the third period, the Canucks are trailing after a good second period. What happens? The Oilers were able to shut them down. They killed off two penalties. The Canucks only have four shots on goal in the third period, and that's a huge transformation too, I think, in how the Oilers play. Well, what happened, you and I talked about the fact that at the end of the second period, you could see the faces of the Canucks, the frustration, the rolling of the eyes, the looking at the bench, the looking at their sticks in the sky. Uh, they they were frustrated. And they went into that second period intermission saying, okay, we just threw our best at them. Like that, The Canucks played good, really good in the second period. And, and a team that's fragile, a team that's, where it seems like everything has gone wrong for them this year, they go in the dressing room and say, okay, I mean, that's as good as we can play and we're still losing. And you could, I don't know if it's a defeatist attitude that comes out in the third, but it's certainly one that is less confident because they're like, okay, well, I mean, if if, if we can't beat them with that, you know, what are we going to do? And their power play wasn't strong to start the period. They were fumbling the puck. And to me, that just was all on Mike Smith and how he played in the second period. He just demoralized the Vancouver Canucks. And they came out and they could not get anything going in the third period. Now, that to me is what Mike Smith did in the second. And also, you just referenced there, this Oiler team is a much better hockey club playing with a lead, closing games out than we've seen in the past. They they just they, they play smart hockey. They don't take chances. There was a couple examples that Louis was showing during the game, if you watched on television, where guys had guys, you know, probably a 70 or 80% chance I get it back to that guy in the point, but I don't want to risk it. I've got the lead. I'm going to throw the puck down deep inside, and we'll just get the forecheck going and force the Canucks. If they're going to beat us, they're going to have to go the length of the ice. So the Oilers are a much smarter team with a lead than they have been in the past, and that's why we've seen it oh, two or three or four times this year where they've had a lead and the other team has got nothing, nothing at all going in the third period so that's it that is a great team effort that we saw tonight for the Edmonton Oilers yeah a three nothing win the goal scorers chase on on the power play Pugliarvi on the power play and then McDavid into an empty net Nugent Hopkins Barry Dreisaitl McDavid and Yamamoto with helpers tonight and you know so many players have have been able to step up and take their game to new heights and I really think one of them we've talked about Darnell Nurse offensively 
but he, I mean, he's doing it at his own end as well. I mean, tonight he plays 27, 36. He blocked six shots. One of which I think had a lot of fans nervous late in the second period because he was clearly hobbled when blocking a shot on a Canucks power play late in the second period. He, he played you know, of his minutes, 347 of them were shorthanded. Uh, only uh, Nuge and Russell played more shorthanded tonight. And I mean, it's, it's it's pretty amazing what he's been able to do because that was another nervous thing going into the season. How will Nurse perform with no Clefbaum? He's always been behind Clefbaum uh, on the depth chart, but he's been very good, and he and Barry have formed a very effective pairing now for Edmonton. Yeah, I don't know if anyone would have felt real comfortable to start the season when they said, okay, here's our first pairing. It's going to be Nurse and Barry. Uh I, th- I think there would have been questions. I mean, Barry's coming off a, a subpar year in Toronto. He's not known for his defensive play. Nurse, it seemed in the past that when his minutes got extended, his play kind of tailed off, and that's why he was a really good second fiddle to Clefbaum. He could play in the second pair, get his 22, 23 minutes a night and be effective. But that pairing has been excellent. Uh, Barry... Uh, got his game going and started playing with Darnell Nurse and playing big minutes in big situations. And, and Nurse, it just, I think he's exceeded my expectations of what he can do. Now, again, this is where just a third of the season in, but what he's doing, he seems to gain confidence by. And he's smarter when he has the puck on his stick. It's not all go, go, go. It's okay. Is this the shift? Is this not? Can I jump it or up in the play? Is it better that I just make an outlet pass? and hang back and wait for my opportunity. He seems like he understands the game better and allows himself to play big minutes in important situations and not be uh, exhausted and not exert himself too much. So uh, Nurse has been outstanding, and there's been some incredible surprises, and Pugliarvi's one in the play of Mike Smith, but I think Darnell Nurse has got to be near the top as well. He was asked to do a lot this year. Oscar Clefbaum played major minutes for the Edmonton Oilers, and he sheltered other players. Nurse has had to do that this year, and he's excelled at it. 3 nothing tonight. The Oilers win in Vancouver. 780-496-0063 is how you can get us on the CertainTeed hotline. CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials, pro all the way. That's also the number to text. A good handle here, Rob. Somebody calling himself northern alberta neckbone uh, there's got to be a story why that would be your handle on uh, text or on on the internet uh but but he says i'd like to give jujar kara some love the guy's been a solid player for the last month now love it jujar tonight plays 16 and a half minutes three shots on goal uh and again 429 on the penalty kill for him three hits 63 percent in the face-off circle and we talked about it on the post game sh- on the pregame show so many moves Dave Tippett has made at, at the time we were thinking, okay, why? And one of those was bringing Jujar back into the lineup where we were thinking, has how many chances is he, is he going to get? I mean, you wouldn't take him out now. Oh, no, no, certainly wouldn't. Well, when Jujar was out of the lineup trying to work his way back in, we, we talked uh, after games, we've talked on your show before that Jujar Kara, and when he is playing his best, is the kind of player that the Oilers are desperate for. He's a a big body in the middle that is a very good penalty killer that can be physical. Uh, He's got a little bit upside offensively, not a lot, but a little bit. 
and that when he's on his game, and we've seen it in the past, he's a very effective player. The problem with Jujar is consistency has never been there as an oiler. Uh, there's been times where he seems disengaged in the games. But to get something or somebody like Jujar, the Oilers would have to go searching on other teams to find it. When they have him there, they just need him to realize what he is capable of doing and what the Oilers are desperate for him to do. And I think the fact that he's spent time on the taxi squad, not just not just the, 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 the two guys sitting out, but on the taxi squad, going through waivers, not being claimed by anyone else, might have been a wake-up call for him. And then seeing the professionalism of an Ennis, a Chason, Chason a, a, a James Neal, other guys that had been on the taxi squad and how they conducted themselves and how they uh, worked off the ice and how they kept a positive attitude and knew that if they got their opportunity that they were going to grasp it. And I think maybe he that rubbed off on Jujar Kara because he's been a completely different player since he's come back. And he's been the effective player that the Oilers have been desperate for in the bottom six. The bottom six for the Oilers have been very, very good. And Jujar Kara is a big part of that. All right. Oilers win it 3 nothing. courtesy Mattress Superstore. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Dave, uh, obviously got a great start, but can you maybe speak to, uh, you know, winning the special teams battle and the commitment level, uh, the buy-in you got from your penalty killers fronting pucks and uh, eating some pucks out there? Yeah, it was, you know, it was special teams with a difference in the game. It, uh, our PK did an excellent job. You know, Schmidt uh, made some huge saves for us, but the PK, um, you know, they were doing whatever it took to keep it out of our net. Our PP got a couple of big goals, kind of hard scoring goals around the front of the net, which was good to see. And, um, you know, it was a uh, first period. I thought it was fast paced period. Second period, the, the back half of the second period, we got sloppy turned some pucks over and uh, gave them some momentum, but I really liked the way we came out and played in the third. We played a real solid third and and were able to push the lead along and uh, get another two points. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Uh, Dave, you mentioned that third period, you know, according to sport logic, you guys only gave up one shot from the slot in the entire third period. Can you talk about, you know, just your team learning how to play with the lead, you know, a, you know, a tight game in the third period? Well, we want to learn how to play whatever the score is, but you know, ultimately, when you're when you're in a tight game like that, you got to do a lot of things right, and that's what um, the, the really the great thing about it is. I hear our players talking about it on the bench, like they're they're the ones that are driving it right now. They they're talking about doing things right. They're talking about getting pucks deep, or you know, when a team's got some momentum, you got to make plays under pressure, but. Instead of just flipping it around, you got to make good plays to to take the momentum away from them. You know, so our uh, our group's been pretty good. The third period, they came out with a real focus. We had to play well in the third if we were going to uh, we're going to get a win. We had a big kill right at the start of the third, and uh, I think that gave us some momentum the rest of the way. Dave, you've been very honest about players and you know maybe what they weren't doing to to come out of the lineup, and then you give them an opportunity when they come back in, and a lot have responded. Uh, Caleb Jones. Uh, you know, two solid games in Vancouver. You had him on the penalty kill due to, to guys like, you know, Larson and Nurse taking penalties. And so he was out there. What did you think of his play on the PK tonight? 
I, I thought he was very good. He was going to block a shot come hell or high water tonight. <laughs> so he was uh, he was good, you know, and, and we put him in some tough situations there. He responded very well. I think our young players have all played very well. Bouchard's come in, played well. Um, Lagason played well before he got hurt. So it's a good sign for our group. We've got uh, we've got strong depth on defense, which we're going to need. And and those young guys come in and play well. It's a real good sign for our team. Jim Matheson, Post Media. A couple of things, Dave. Did you dress seven defensemen just so, because uh, Bear hadn't played for so long and you just wanted to break them in as opposed to dress six? Yeah, we. Uh, I like the way the the two kids played, Jones and uh, and Bouchard last game. I didn't want to take either of them out, so we put uh, put Bear in, and, and you know he got some minutes on the penalty kill and and got up and going, so it worked out all right for us. Thank you, Rob Kuchkowski, Post Media. Hi, Dave. Uh, people uh, both in Edmonton and maybe outside of Edmonton have been waiting uh, a long time for the Oilers to to be this kind of a team. Why is it happening now? What, what kind of team you want? A, a team that can win? Are you talking about? Or yeah, what a team that's team? Yeah. that wins consistently, wins any any yeah. way you want to play the game. Uh, we got we got a long way to go here yet. You know we're. Uh, where I like I like the strides that our team is taking, and uh, you know Schmidt's come in and, and give us a little boost. Where our goaltending has been real solid, but we got uh, you know I look at I look at what Ken did over the summer, adding some depth for us, and just uh, especially this year where it's kind of you know it's a unique year that depth has come in real handy, and we got our top players are very motivated, and it's kind of. It's trickling down right through the whole group, so it's uh, it's a good team effort. I, I like the the attitude of our guys right now. Everybody's trying to do the right things to win, and uh, and on the next part of that is you do the right things to win consistently, and then you give yourself a better chance. And that's we're doing a lot of those things right now that we have to we have to learn to continue to do them consistently if we're going to become a real contending team. Uh, looking at Jesse Pugliarvi, here's a guy who was maybe not even going to be here and not sure what to expect for him, and he's quickly growing into an impact player. Is this guy just like found money for you guys? Or yeah, he's. I love Jesse. He's always having fun. He, you love to see a guy when he scores. He looks like he's having so much fun. He's like a kid in a candy store out there. So he uh, he's playing really well. He plays hard. Like he he's on pucks. He's he's around it. He plays hard all the time, and uh, he's come in and he's really given us a boost like he's a he's a top six forward that uh, can play in a lot of different situations and I think there's only there's there's still huge upside on him going forward but he's been real good for us so far Terry Jones post media sorry no audio Terry come back to you Tony Brown Oilers TV Hey, Dave, just one question for me. Uh, earlier this year, Alex Chason, he had one point in his first nine games. Uh, he was bouncing in and out of the lineup. Now he has six points in his last six games. How important is it for your club to get a guy like that going? Well, he, he's a real good pro. You know, he was in and out of the lineup a little bit, and some of that was not so much due to what he was how he was playing we're just trying to figure out what we had and some other players and that so so he's a real good pro he comes in and he gives you everything he's got every night um 
you know, it, he's got a hard job on that power play to go in there and stand in front and battle those guys. And you like to see those guys get rewarded. We had him and him and uh, Pugliarvi both get rewarded for those battles in front. So Chaser has been a solid player for us. Like I say, he's, uh, he's got good leadership in the room. He's, uh, he's just a real good pro, real good pro. And he shows it every night. And there was a couple nights he didn't get a chance to show it. And he, uh, you know, he, he wants to play every night, but there was a couple he didn't, and he's still a real good teammate. And when he's playing, he's played solid for us. Jim Carson Smith, Canadian Press. Hi, Coach. Just wondering if you can uh, comment on the play of the goaltenders at both ends of the ice tonight. Uh, both goaltenders were very good. Schmitty, uh, you know, obviously I watch our guy a little closer, and Schmitty was Schmitty was excellent. He was he handled the puck well outside the net. He, uh, you know, was just solid, really, just solid all over. I mean, they had they had a few flurries. They had some shots that were uh, coming from outside, some deflections that he uh, he really he he was real real solid in the net all night. But both goaltenders played well, and uh, you know we were fortunate to get the win. Thank you. Terry, we'll try it one more time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go ahead, Terry. Sorry, still nothing. This concludes tonight's media build. All right, that is head coach Dave Tippett on 6.30. Chad, his Edmonton Oilers win tonight 3-0 in Vancouver. Mike Smith, the 32-save shutout. Chase on and Pugliarvi on the power play. McDavid into an empty net. And a couple people have written in. Rob Brown, I'm sure you took note of this as well, that... uh, Nice for Jesse Pugliarvi to score a power play goal with uh, Mr. Roussel sitting in the penalty box. Uh, it was, and that's what we talked about before the game, that you want Roussel playing. You don't want to take take one of your players off for five minutes with it or take a penalty on him. You know, make him play. And I, I don't think he can keep up with, when the others start pushing. He took a couple penalties today, and eventually it was the guy... Pugliarvi that scores when he's in there and I'm sure that went through his mind after he smiled and enjoyed the goal because he does that as Dave Tippett said that and just looked at him and said yeah yeah take another dumb penalty and I'll score another goal so good on Pugliarvi and again I mean no no beauty in that goal other than the fact that he knew where to stand he put himself in front of the and Pugliarvi is such a big man that when he sets himself if he gets the right position there's nothing the defender can do He's not going to be able to get around Pugliarvi to get the puck away from him. Yes, he set himself up. He knew where the puck was coming from, and and Leon read that. He knew that if I put a puck on net, that yes, he's got uh, positioning. He'll win the battle in front, and if my shot doesn't go in, well, I know that we're going to get a a rebound or two. So it was uh, another nice night for for Pugliarvi, who... It's it's good to see right now that you got options on your power play on your first unit. You can put a chase on out there, who scores a goal. You can put a pulley RV out there, who scores a goal. But uh, the Oilers, for the first time in a long time, even the year they went to the playoffs, first time and more so this year than that year, they got depth players sitting out. They got depth players coming back into the lineup 
This is a much deeper team that gets production through through their lineup through one through 29 this year. This is a team, and Tippett talked about it, got a lot of players that are itching to get in the lineup, and when they do, they got something to prove because there's so many quality players that they have to get by to be able to get in the lineup on a regular basis. So a five-game winning streak for the Oilers, a 3 nothing win tonight in Vancouver. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. Japanese Village Restaurant's thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and take-out complete details at jvedmonton.ca. 780-496-0063 is the Certainteed Hotline. We thank Alex for giving us a call this evening. Hey, Alex, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Well, this is the most exciting I've heard you guys. You guys sound just pumped, and so does Dave Tippett. They're listening to that that show. Um, well, I don't know what to say. I, I think my, you know what everyone's thinking right now, like you guys have said, the depth and uh, this team is starting to be a complete team. You know, and uh, I just think they're going to get better. And, uh, you know, uh, and everyone says, you know, it starts from the net and the defenseman out. And uh, <laughs> Smith, man, that's great. 39 years old and 6-0 and and the save percentage. And uh, I just want to tell all the uh, Calgary Flame fans tonight, 6-1. <laughs> I have to do it. And Montreal lost tonight, too. And, uh, hey, let's bring on the Leafs on Saturday night. I'm getting pumped, you know. And uh, I work up north here, and I'm two hours over my bedtime. But I have to tell you, all the guys that work tomorrow are just going to be talking to others. It's starting to get really exciting, and uh, just want to say, uh, great show, and I can feel the energy, man. Just pumped. Go, right. go, go Oilers, go. Well, that's good to hear. I like to think that Rob and I are, are always excited because we like working together. But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 nice to hear the positive energy. It's great that we're not talking about, um, you know, we've, we've done, I mean, it's 22 games into the season, Rob. We've done... Uh, seasons where 22 games into the into the season, we were already getting calls about who they're going to draft and and how does the lottery work and all that kind of stuff. So there there are a lot of things to look ahead to. And first off, I mean three games in a row against the Leafs. I mean, look, the, the Oilers are going to they're going to lose games. I'm sure they'll have uh, you know a slump or two still between now and the end of the regular season. But I I look forward to okay, great. This is this is the perfect time to be playing the Leafs. You know they're still playing well. We'll see what is up with uh, with Anderson, but let's, I mean, to become, I, I still would not call the Oilers a great team. They're having a great stretch of games. I think they're a good team, but to become great, you have to meet all the challenges head on and, and beat other teams while they're playing great. So, I mean, this, to me, this is a perfect time to have the Leafs coming in for three. Well, it is, and, and you want to play the best when they're playing the best, because then you get to see where you are. You get to see where, I mean, you don't want to play, okay, we're playing the Leafs, we hope they're missing some players, or hope they're beat up, they're struggling. No, no, no. Uh, you want to see good hockey, and you want to test yourself. You want to test yourself. They got Matthews and Marner coming in. They got Tavares on their second line. Uh, they got Riley, a uh, fantastic defenseman on the back end. You want them healthy, you want them playing well, and then you want to see where you stand up against them. I look forward to it. To me... And, and nothing against the Flames, and I know they're struggling right now, but the way they play, as opposed to the way Toronto and Winnipeg play, I enjoy the games against Winnipeg and Toronto better because there's more offensive flair. There's more mistakes, but as Andy Moog talked earlier when you were talking to him, he, he likes it when there's mistakes, the, the unpredictability of what's going to happen in a hockey game. And when you play Toronto, when you play Winnipeg, and now when you play Edmonton, 
when a mistake is made, those three teams can make you pay more than any other team in the Northern uh, Division. They've got that type of top flight top, uh, offensive talent that when someone makes a mistake, it usually turns into a goal scoring chance and a goal for the opposition. So I'm looking forward to these games. I think the, the Oilers are playing fantastic right now. And it's top to bottom. It's not Connor carrying the team or Leon having a fantastic night. It's everybody that's contributing at certain parts of the game. And that's nice to see. And, and Oilers fans should be excited because right now in the division, it, it, at one point it was Toronto was separating themselves. Then there was about four teams in the middle. Then Ottawa was at the bottom. Now it's Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton are separating themselves from the pack. And it seems like and at one point it was Ottawa was done and it was Montreal and, and Calgary going to fight for that four spot with Vancouver. Ottawa, they're making a run. They might pass some of those teams. So there's three teams at the top that are the three elite teams in this division. And then there's the also-rans. And that's what you want when you're the Edmonton Oilers. When you have a chance to play these guys behind them, behind you, push them further back. And now you get to see if you can reel the Toronto Maple Leafs in. So this should be a fun series. And both teams coming in playing pretty good yeah there's so many storylines you know matthew's having a great year he and mcdavid were working out and skating together in in the off season so yeah it's, it's going to be it, it's going to be fun the only thing missing is is going to be the fans of course but we're dealing with that this year let's check the scoreboard for advantage trailer rentals with daily weekly monthly and rent to own options head to advantage trailer rentals dot com jets over the canadians six three senators over the flames six one Sam Gagne, a hat-trick for Detroit as they beat the Predators 5-2. Devils knock off the Sabres 4-3 in overtime. Chicago having a pretty good year, shutting out the Blue Jackets 2-0. Panthers beat the Stars 3-2. The Lightning over the Hurricanes 3-1. The Lightning are 13-4-1. Capitals down the Penguins 5-2. And this is kind of a funny score to give, Rob. Uh, The Islanders beat the Bruins 7-2 which is odd timing tonight because I asked John Shannon on the face-off show who he thinks the best team in the league is, and he he says it's, he thinks it's Boston. So a rare loss for the Bruins. And this game was 2-2 after two periods, and then uh, the Islanders got five goals in about 11 minutes in the third period, including Jordan Eberle's eighth of the season. So that's your look at the Advantage Trailer Rental scoreboard. Oil Kings play tomorrow, 7 o'clock at the downtown community rink. They take on... Lethbridge, of course, uh, no fans for that one, but I'm glad those guys are getting back and playing. Man, I, I, Rob, I don't know if you heard that too. I talked to Scott Atkinson, the, the captain of the Oil Kings on the face-off show, you know, 20-year-old. And, you know, especially for the 20-year-olds, they're sitting there thinking, like, was, was that it? My Was that my last junior hockey game last March? And I didn't even know it. So it, it's good they're going to get an abbreviated season in. It is. And I've got buddies who've got kids that are playing in just different junior leagues, uh, whether it be the AJHL or the KIJHL or team or leagues like that playing college whose hockey careers have ended because not all the leagues are starting. And it's sad. And you, you hope that they get the opportunity. You, you never want uh, you to your career, your dream to end unless you decided on your own. So for, to, for these guys, if they wouldn't have had a season, finish the season, you're like, oh, you know what? How was your last year? Well, I didn't really get to play it. It was, I sat and I trained and I trained and I waited and I had Zoom calls. Eventually they said we weren't going to play. So that would have been depressing for those kids. Hey, on, also I wanted to talk on the out-of-town scoreboard. As you were going through it, two things that came to mind to me. First, Calgary Flames losing 6-1 to Ottawa. At what point 
do they make a coaching change? It's, I mean, they, they got bombed by the Oilers. They get bombed by Ottawa. I know they had a, not a bad couple of games in Toronto, but one of them was on the back of a goaltender. Uh, they, they are slowly falling out of this as well. And the other one I was thinking, if you were making predictions on, or you're just guessing who the, the top three players, the top MVP candidates a third of the way into the season, uh, we're going to see two of them on uh, well, Saturday night, Matthews and McDavid. And the third one to me is Patrick Kane and the Chicago Blackhawks. Patrick Kane, what he's done with that team, that most people would have thought that team would be in dead last with the injuries they were starting the season with, with no Jonathan Taves. And they're in the playoffs right now, and Patrick Kane is having another incredible year when he's really the only player you even know on that team. So that, two of the storylines that I thought of is the, the, the fact that Patrick Kane's having an MVP season again, and the Calgary Flames may have to make a coaching game, which is sad because I like... Uh, Wardo, I know him and I, I wished him well, but when they were, before they even came to Edmonton, there was talk about problems in that dressing room and it's just continued to the point where they're falling off the pace. Oilers win 3 nothing. We'll get to Perry and Andy on the Certainty Hotline. When we get back, you're going to hear from Mike Smith and Ethan Bear. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Back to the blue line for Hughes. Goes over to the left wing, over to Pedersen. Oh, what a save! And Smith just got a piece of that. It goes out of play. Mike Smith, the shutout, 32 saves, 28 of them through two periods. Edmonton wins 3-0 in Vancouver. That is a five-game winning streak. I'll tell you what, first five-game winning streak since October of 2019, and it's the first time they've won five in a row with all the wins being in regulation time since October of 2016. 11-2 and two in their last 13. Power play goes two for five. The penalty kill, four for four. And uh, the Oilers are looking very, very good here as we're, well, we're already uh, approaching the halfway point of the season in this 56-game campaign. 780-496-0063 is the CertainTeed hotline. We have Perry standing by. Hey, Perry, thanks for calling. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Oh, right on. I I really wanted to uh, just call in to uh, congratulate uh, you guys, uh, Reed and Rob, on just an awesome post game uh, um, show. Um, I've been a little bit out of hockey for a, a bit, but uh, back into it obviously this year, and uh, certainly an Oilers fan and. Uh, I, I really appreciate your uh, your commentary and your insight to uh, you know to the team and the game. Uh, I think many Edmonton fans uh, certainly can benefit from uh, from your uh, in, uh, knowledge. Um, <clears throat> so that was it. It was just a bit of a congratulations uh, congratulations thing. But also, um, my point would be. Um, theoretically, if um, the Oilers ever made the playoffs this year and had a really solid fourth line, like, well, solid, uh, pretty good fourth line like they do now, hit and bang and uh, uh, input for some uh, offense. And if you ever have a Mike Smith go on a bit of a run, what do you think? 
Well, first of all, th- th- thanks for saying what you said. I can assure you, we're making it up as we go. I, I mean, yeah, that's. The- I-, I mean that. I mean that is that is the what if, I- I- and that's that's what fans are are going to dream about. That if you actually have the goaltending that could go along with some of the other things that are are looking good. I, I mean, look, I, I don't want to put a damper or anything because I think everybody should feel good about it. And I always say, hey, enjoy the wins because we've lived uh, through the other side of it. But uh, again, there's still a lot of track to be covered this season. And Tip says it, he, he says it pretty much every media availability, Rob, in one way or another into a variety of different questions. Keep Keep growing. Focus on the little improvements every day. And that's kind of what I'm looking at before I'm thinking about what could happen in, in May, June, and July. Well, I think this is what we touched on before the game, you and I, where the dressing room has a belief, but they're not getting too high if they win five, six, seven in a row, or they go 11 and two, and they weren't down and thinking the world was going to end when they were three and six, because they have a belief. They understand where they are, what they can do, what they're capable of doing. Uh, I think sometimes fans and media get too excited by a, a win streak and get too down and depressed about a, a losing streak or, or a tough stretch. All teams go through both during the regular season. The better teams, their winning streaks are longer and their losing streaks are shorter, but they all go through adversity. And you need to go through adversity. You don't You don't want the first time you def- define adversity is in the playoff round when you're down 2-1 or 3-1 in a series. You don't want to find out about your team then. You want to find out about it during the regular season. Have a tough time. See how certain players react to it. See who the coach can rely on. See who the coach can't rely on. So that's what you want. But this team right now is getting contributions from everyone. Uh, Question marks coming into the season. Goaltending has been better than expected. Uh, Pugliarvi has shocked and surprised. Darnell Nurse has been excellent. Uh, those were all question marks. Bottom six scoring, which that's all the media was talking about in the first nine games. The fact that they were getting outworked, outscored, uh, outplayed game in, game out has been very, very good. And, and Dave Tippett talked about it. He's the, After a win or two, when they first started playing better, he said, we're still looking for that right combination. That's why I keep dipping into our taxi squad. We like some things, but we know we can get better. And what I love about Dave Tippett's uh, words after the games is he talks about the fact that this is not the finished product. This is just, you know, it's a good right now, but there's things that we can improve on. The second period, we weren't good, and we were fortunate. And and, in all honesty, as good as Mike Smith was in the second period, the Oilers, where they slipped and where they were sloppy, as Dave Tippett said, against Toronto or against Winnipeg, they're higher quality of scorers on both those teams. So does Mike Smith keep keep it at a zero going into the third period? So that's things that the Oilers know they can continue to improve on. Having said all that, it's fun watching right now. And that's why you and I have always talked about where we've had guys call in and say, well, they only beat this team. That's a bad team. Well, they should win this game. We're like, enjoy every win. Because here in Edmonton, if you're an Oilers fan, you have gone through too many winters with not enough wins. So enjoy the ride because the ride is the fun part. So that's why I think it's pretty exciting to be an Oilers fan right now. 
3-0 victory tonight. That's our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. We have Andy on the line who's going to finish the play. So, Andy, before we get to uh, your call, I can tell you, you already have a Hungry Herd premium sampler box. You get this just because you can competently use your cell phone and call in. That's presented by Hungry Herd. Top quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday low prices. Alberta owned and operated. Before we do the contest, though, what's on your mind? Yeah, um, I just wanted to say uh, you guys nailed it. Uh, I thought this game would get out of control. Uh, we get a lot of penalties. It'd be over on the over and under. But you guys, I should have bet on you guys because, Rob, you nailed it. This is exactly what you said would happen. And Pooley Arby gets that goal. Like, how sweet justice is that? So, uh, But why I'm, why I'm calling is because uh, just a, kind of a petitious question here, like, Who's getting fired first, the Vancouver coach or Calgary coach? And the second question is, will the Oilers make a move, say, down the road just before, you know, uh, the trade deadline? Will he, uh, you know, get his powder uh, going here and and maybe uh, add something that this team might be missing down the road? What do you think of the name Brandon Sutter, Andy? You know what, I I really thought he played well. He was solid. Uh, he had uh, good speed on the puck. It surprised me, actually, because there were a couple times where you're wondering if he's, if he's lost a step. But, uh, no, I thought he had a good showing tonight. I'd keep that name in mind. And he's on a Canadian team. And so they wouldn't, he wouldn't have to quarantine if you acquired him. Yeah, but I, I think I think Tippett would. They're they're always and Rob. We we both know this. If a team feels they're going to be in the playoffs, they will always look for more depth. Mm-hmm. They'll always look for more depth. Well, you, you can never have enough. And well, the nice uh, well, one of the positives out of a weird season is you can carry more guys up here in in, in the roster on the taxi squad. So it's always nice having options. Every coach will tell you, give me as many options. I like making hard decisions, they will tell you. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure the Oilers and the Leafs and the Jets will all do something uh, as the season goes on to uh, solidify their depth. And there will be teams that are going to fall out of the race that will start selling off. The only problem right now is there's there's the top three. The other four teams all could be battling for that spot and not fall off uh, far enough because Ottawa is making a bit of a push. And the Montreal Canadiens that got off to an incredible start to the season have now fallen back and allowed the teams like the Canucks and the Flames who have had really tough stretches to still be alive in this playoff race. So uh, it might be a while before you see any team start to sell off. But uh, as for your coaching question, I, I, I don't know. I think... I think Calgary has a, the hot seat is on more in Calgary than it is in Vancouver, my belief. And the Calgary Flames, their expectations were a lot higher than possibly than the Canucks. And they're going to have to make a move because right now I watched part of that Calgary Flame game today. They had absolutely zero emotion in that hockey game. And that doesn't sound good for a coach. All right. Let's finish the play here, Andy. Kellen, what's our clue tonight? Back to the point. Hughes misplayed it. Just about lost it. Now he did. Dreisaitl. He's got a breakaway. He's in. Shot. Dreisaitl breakaway. Did he score? Unfortunately, no. You are correct. Your name's going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics. That's courtesy PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. 
Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com. To the person who has texted in asking who Rob and I think the Oilers goaltender will be on Saturday, I will politely <laughs> decline to speculate. I think that somebody probably having fun with us because we are not good at making that call. Mike Smith was outstanding tonight. Oilers win it three zip. You'll hear from him as we resume Heartland Ford overtime open line. Title now with control to McDavid. Back to the point. Barry, left side, Nugent Hopkins, side of the net. Chase on scores! Alex Chase on jams it in at the side of the net. And the Oilers are up 1 0. Well, that would turn out to be the game winner tonight. Chase on on the power play in the second period. Pugliarvi on the power play in the third. And then McDavid into an empty net. The Oilers beat Vancouver. 3 nothing to up their record to 13 and 8 Vancouver now 18 pardon me Vancouver 8 14 and 2 on the season they are having a tough go the Oilers now 3 and 1 against the Canucks on the season they still play them six more times uh somebody asking if the Oilers could get Jeff Skinner out of Buffalo I I would think that his uh his cap hit of nine million would make it would make that uh would make that tough for Edmonton the certainty hotline 780-496-0063 we have Dave standing by hey Dave go ahead hey Reed I just uh want to thank you guys for the broadcast and the job you do uh and you know Rob made a great point we should uh really enjoy these wins you know like uh it's We've had a, lo- a long time where, you know, we weren't getting them. So it's just it's just a lot of fun, and it's great to see the depth of the team. No, I think you're, you're absolutely right. This is fun. It, it's fun when your team's winning, so enjoy it. Don't look at fault or, or lack of opposition or what you can do to be better. Just enjoy the fact that you're waking up tomorrow knowing that the Oilers have gone 11-2 and two and are battling with the Toronto Maple Leafs for first place in the division. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, when, when you say lack of opposition, I mean, these, these teams have all got good players and some great players on all the teams and they can they they can usually rise and anybody can beat anybody and to go you know 11 out of 13 is 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 really good i was uh driving through calgary actually i listened to the last uh period of the flames game and then the others game started and it's just so just so fun i've got a lot of flames fans friends of mine and uh they've had some bragging rights over the years so it's it's kind of cool <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well remember remember this i mean i'm not uh i'm not giving up on calgary i mean markstrom's gonna gonna be back and and this was their fifth game in in seven nights oh, um yeah. oddly oddly enough that they i mean they the two best games they played were probably well maybe the two best goaltending performances they got were were uh, in in Toronto and maybe they deserve to get four points instead of three out of those but I'm not going to write them off yet I think everybody's going to have a little burst at some point we appreciate the call Dave I mean Ottawa's now won three in a row so mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to win enough to to get back in the in the playoff race but th- that's the thing night after night you're you're always challenged and and the Oilers aren't winning like this is going to sound weird, but they're not winning by accident. Uh, I mean, no. yeah, they're getting good goaltending, but all teams have good, but it's not like the shots were, were 55, 11, 
you know, <laughs> like they, they settled it. They, like we said, they settled it down in, in the third period. Smith was there when they needed him. And then the rest of the guys uh, stepped up. So it's, uh, it's, it's, pre- it's pretty solid for the most part, how they've been playing. Yeah, I agree. I think there's probably been about three games this season where I thought the Oilers were the second best, pl- second best team on the ice. There's probably about three or four games this year where uh, a bounce either way and it, the game could have gone to either team. And then the number of the games, the most of the games, the Oilers have been the better team and deserve the victory. Now the Oilers, and this is what's so weird about this year with the, the, the only playing within your division, the Oilers could have the best division in the league and they could have the worst division in the league. You don't know because you don't know what the Oilers would do against the Bostons, the Tampas, the Carolinas, uh, Colorados, because they don't get to see them. All you can do is go out and play the teams that you are able to play against and set yourself up that you be a playoff team and then move on from there. So right now they have played the the two best teams outside of Edmonton are Winnipeg and Toronto. And I believe the others have split those games with those teams and they're beating the teams below them in the standings, what they should do. So the others are doing everything they need to do to become a playoff team and everything they need to do to be challenged for a division title. And that's why it's so much fun that right now they're going to be playing against Toronto coming up here in a little series with both teams playing well. I mean, there's talk, there's talk right now, Reed is Matthews. Is he now able to be mentioned in the, with, with Connor McDavid? And the only reason that you're, you're saying that is because he's having that good a season. So I'm, I'm excited to see Matthews go up against, McDavid, I'm excited to see Marner going head-to-head against Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, this is this is what makes hockey fun, is when the best play the best. And right now, two of the best in the National Hockey League are Connor and Matthews, and two other of the best in the National Hockey League are Marner and, and Leon. So this is what this next three-game set's going to allow us to see, the best hockey players in the National Hockey League playing a little miniseries against each other. Oilers are, are 14 and 8. I believe I said 13 and 8 a couple of minutes ago. I got to give them the wins when they get it. Uh, they, they are 14 and 8 now on the season. Led tonight by the goaltender. Here he is, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. It's Mike Smith. Hey, Mike. Uh, this is one of those games where, you know, you guys were getting a lot of looks and nothing was really going in for you. And, you know, you're clinging to this one nothing lead. You like the way that your 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 team uh, kind of stuck to the system and, and, and uh, hung with it. Yeah, I love the way we, we just we hung around it. We uh, we got away from our game a little bit there in the second, but I thought we, we kind of regrouped after two and played a real, real solid third. And, uh, you know, we're able to push the game along to two and then get obviously an empty netter and kind of sealed it but yeah real proud of the group how how we're kind of finding ways to win games different ways and those are all experiences that are going to be valuable down the stretch and um, another big two points uh for yourself man like since you've come back this has been you know uh just as sort of an an, an an epic run for you just uh, what are you feeling what are you seeing out there what's this like for you yeah i'm just i'm just taking it one game at a time to be honest i think it's uh, well for this group I feel like we've done a lot of good things this year to put us in a good spot right now and I don't want that to to slide away because of goaltending so I think it's just uh it's a mission I'm on and Miko's played well when I was out so I think it's just nice to for him to get kind of a break and and for me to get in there and, and feel like I'm playing real well for the team and and uh obviously the way we're playing is you know makes it a lot easier on the goalie too so I think we're just we're learning 
learning to win different ways. And that's, that's huge for confidence and huge for, you know, pushing the season along and, and getting us important points right now. Ryan Rashog, TSN. Mike, you're obviously holding up your end of the bargain. You're, you're playing well and you're, you're starting a lot of games here. Does it, does it help that when you, when you came back into the lineup that you've been able to get a number of starts in a row and a good little chunk of starts here to, to get a rhythm going? And I know, like David said, obviously both goalies are going to be needed, but you've got a good little run here to get started. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the schedule, like both guys are going to need to play games important at important times of the season. So I think right now I'm, I've kind of been feeling good and kind of on a little bit of a heater. But um, like I said, I, I'm I'm just focused on the next game, and and these are all points that are banked and feeling good about where my game's at. But that's done and gone, and and I'm just kind of worried and prepared about my next start, and that's all you can control. And can you just put into perspective heading out on the road? You know two games against the team that you can really put some distance between you and them and, and you win both games on the road like that doesn't matter who you're playing that's tough to do and and it's a big deal when you do it yeah i mean you look at the schedule and you're just like well it's a big week you know one way or the other so i think you just it's crazy just uh to think about you're playing six teams all the time and you go into a series with two or three games and how much you can separate yourself from the pack if you win those. So I think it's one thing to go in and win one and lose one, but you don't kind of gain any ground that way. But if you go in and take four points from a team, you know, that's huge. That's huge for, you know, for where we're at in the standing. It's huge pushing forward in our confidence. And it's not just about the points. It's about how we're doing it too. We're doing it in different ways. And I'll come back last game and this game was, was real tight game and, we just kind of find a way to grind one out and get a big power play goal. And our power penalty kill was fantastic all night long. So I think it's all things that are a step in the right direction for this team. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. We didn't get a very good view of the one that they reviewed because it happened during a TV timeout. Did you know what was going on there? And did you realize how close that puck was to being over the line? No idea, Mark. You don't no clue. And that's why I kind of slide there for a minute and had a break. I had no idea where the puck was, what the call was, or anything. No one was really talking to me, so I didn't really want to move and make it more obvious than it needed to be. Right. Uh, and the other thing I would ask you is, you know, this is a team that's looked for the, the whatever this intangible is you're describing, the, you know, the opposite of fragile, right? You guys are, you're toughening up. I don't know what we call it exactly, but this team's been looking for it forever. And it looks like you're finding it here. Like, how do you describe exactly, you know, what is it? What, how do you get it? Where does it come from? It's experience. It's it's confidence. It's uh, it's learning how to how to win games, close games. Like I said, a comeback game, last game. Believing in in the group, believing in uh, you know the coaching staff and what we're kind of what they're preaching, and and everyone getting on the same page to ultimately do the same thing. And that's win games. And I feel like we've really really taken a step in the right direction here as far as that. And you can feel it. It's a different feeling in the locker room. I think it's a feeling that. This team is gaining confidence every single day we're together. Guys are having fun and gelling. And um, I don't know, it, it's, it's, I mean, winning helps. Obviously, it helps gain confidence and, and kind of a swagger about the group. But I think this group feels like we can win close games and we can win, you know, games more down. And all those are valuable, uh, valuable lessons and confidence builders for things to come. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Mike, after the last game, uh, Dave talked about what you said after the first period. Uh, Ethan 
Bear came out today and said, you know, you always have lots of things to say after the intermissions and positive. You know, you've been around a long time. This team doesn't have a lot of just kind of natural vocal guys. How important is that? I know that's your kind of your personality. How important do you think that is for this group? I think we do. I think it, you guys might not hear about it, but there's more there's more leaders in this locker room than just me. So I think we have a, a lot of veteran guys that have been through a lot. The younger guys that, you know, have been in the league a short period of time have really grasped the team game and it's really showing. And uh, I think everyone starts to feel like we're becoming a, a really good hockey team and where there's belief in the locker room that we can beat any any team on any given night. It's just important now that we keep it going and we don't take anything for granted. We uh, keep pushing the season along and keep playing like we have been and we'll do, uh, we'll do really good things. Last year, you talked about how on the penalty kill, you knew where the shots were coming. The guys played a system really well. PK struggled early this year. It's back on track. Are, are you feeling that same rhythm of knowing where the shots are coming from? I don't know if I know where the shots are coming from. I mean, power plays are so good. They're always changing. They're always finding ways to, uh, to beat penalty kills. And it's about commitment on there and about making saves. And, I mean, our guys just ate pucks tonight, you know, and that's that's a huge part of it. You know, you got guys out there putting their body on the line, and it's a huge, you know, it's a huge thing when your PK can go out there, get some huge kills, and your power play goes out and scores a big goal for your team. So I think that's what I'm talking about as far as confidence and as far as, you know, how we're finding ways to win. Our, our special teams is obviously a big part of that. So our PK was massive tonight, and then our power play gets one to kind of snuff them out and, and get a big win. That is Mike Smith. He is huge in the Oilers' big 3-0 win over the Vancouver Canucks. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Final score tonight, Oilers 3, Vancouver nothing. So make it a five-game winning streak for the Oilers. They've won 11 of their last 13. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Rob, just going over the stat sheet here. McDavid, a goal and an assist. Eight shots on goal. He also wins five out of eight. Face-offs, Nugent Hopkins plays 25-44 tonight. A lot on special teams. Uh, Ethan Bear back into the lineup. We'll hear from him in a few minutes. He plays 14-13. Evan Bouchard didn't play a ton, 8-17. Actually, Tyson Berry wasn't on the ice quite as much today as other games. He played 13-49. Leon Dreisaitl, six shots on goal. Dreisaitl took 25 face-offs, won 13 of them for... 52 percent i mean there have been a lot of games this year where dry basically taken half the face-offs in the game for edmonton well he's your safest bet he's having a fantastic year in the circle and uh we've seen a majority of the games this year by the others have been one goal games or close games and in those moments big face-offs you need your best guy out there and that was supposed to be a job that i think leon was going to share with kyle turris but kyle hasn't been as good as they had hoped. So it's been on the back of Leon Dreisaitl to take face-offs. And what's tough for Leon, most face-off, most teams have a, a lefty and a righty to be to send out depending on which side the, the face-off is on. Leon's taking him on both sides. And when he's on the, the off side, not his strong side, it's a lot tougher to win those face-offs. But he's put out there because he's still their best choice, their best uh, opportunity to for, for those draws. And... Uh, he's been good. So uh, I thought I thought he had a good game tonight. I thought Yamamoto was better tonight. And we talked about that, that uh, the production has slowed for, for Yamamoto, but he looked a little stronger tonight, getting the chances. Unfortunately, on the breakaway, not being able to, to get it past the crossbar, but 
he's he's starting to 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 get back the confidence that made him such an effective player last year. And this, and I mean, Tip was asked about it, and we, and we should, because you know, we we like to acknowledge players who have good games on the other team as well. I mean, th- this was a the goaltending tonight was exceptional, and Thatcher Demko did everything he needed to do, other than, I mean, you know, he allowed he only allowed two goals, and he stopped numerous uh, open opportunities, and and I, I Vancouver outshot Edmonton in the first, but I actually thought Edmonton had the better scoring opportunities in the first period. Well, you think about it. Leon Dreisaitl, the Oilers' best goal scorer, had a breakaway. Jujar Kara had a breakaway. Kyler Yamamoto had a breakaway. <laughs> Connor McDavid had a breakaway. Uh, Leon had a wide-open net that somehow Demko found the, the leg to get across and did it again to Connor later in the game. And Leon had about three or four one-timers where he's quite deadly. He doesn't. He, he puts the puck where he wants to. Demko was excellent. He gave them a quality start. Uh, again and uh, the Canucks they just uh, they were snake bitten tonight they became frustrated and eventually they 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 sagged in the third period they were not the same team that we saw in the first 40 minutes and I think a lot of that is frustration on what happened in the first 40 as well as frustration what has happened throughout the first half or the first third of the season this was a team that had expectations after what they did last year in the little playoff run so uh, it has not gone well for them and uh, it was a, a great opportunity for the Oilers to push that Canuck team further behind, and they did that. They accomplished that goal, and now they get to move on to their next goal. Ethan Bear back in action tonight. Here he is. Hey, Ethan. Um, was was quite a bit of time off there. Maybe just a thought on how you felt getting back into the lineup tonight and what it was like waiting and, and how you thought it went tonight. Yeah, it uh, felt good tonight. Um Definitely a win was huge, but yeah, definitely a lot of time off, longer than I, I wanted, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Can you take us through what happened? I mean, the, the television cameras caught you, you taking a puck in the head on the bench, like, yeah. just run us through it. Was that what it was? Yeah, I'd say I took a guy trying to dump it in, I just took it off the side of the head, and I didn't see it coming, so, and it was, uh, it was a pretty hard shot. Rob Kuchkowski, Post Media. Hi, Ethan. Uh, a little unnerving when when things weren't coming around. Like you were out for you know ten, eleven games. Uh, you hopefully, ideally, want to come back from that in you know just a few. Uh, what was uh, what were the symptoms like, and why were you uh, why were you out so long? Uh, I mean, like concussions are weird, weird, weird thing. So, uh, I, yeah, symptoms weren't too bad, but you know, in situations like that, you just want to play it safe. And um, you know, the team gave me the as much time as I needed, and um, you know, I really appreciated that, and uh, so um, I think we handled everything well. Uh, how about the team you're coming back to? 11 wins in the last 13 games. I mean, this is as hot as the others have looked in a while. What do you see from the outside and then uh, tonight from the inside? Uh, yeah, everyone's playing well. Um, you know, we're, uh, I think everyone's playing a 200-foot game. We're really, we're really uh, coming together as a team, and, uh, you know, it's uh, no better time to, to jump back into the group right now. So, um, yeah. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. Certainly from where we sit, Ethan, this team has a different quality, right? Like, they got that one nothing lead, and it, you guys hung on to it like a dog and a bone, you know? Uh, do you see a different quality all around, a, a tougher opponent that you guys have become? Um, I think, yeah, like, definitely uh, mentally stronger, I think. Like, we're really, when we get those leads, we're trying to play uh, a very, um, you know, really well-structured game and, and holding the lead, and 
uh, you know that that's key, especially uh, you know if you want if you want to be a deep playoff team, we got to uh, you know learn learn to close out games, and I think we're doing that right now, and that's uh, shows that we're really maturing, and that's it's a good step for us. Yeah, thank you, Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, Ethan, was it good comeback in a situation where they dressed seven defensemen so you could play your way back into things, considering you hadn't played for so long? Absolutely, I think I think that's uh, I don't mind that at all. You know, give me some, give me some some touches, some reps, and uh, you know, it's not just getting thrown right into the right into the fire. So I don't mind it. And plus, uh, other guys get to play as well. And Mike Smith's play. Uh, when he's he's on a roll, he's fiery, and uh, doesn't look like anything's going to beat him. Is that the way you saw it? Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he's a big leader for us. Uh, you know, he always has uh, good things to say in between intermissions too. When uh, when maybe things aren't going the way we want them to, and uh, he kind of makes us you know uh, dig deep and you know keeps us in line. So uh, and he's playing well too. So you know we we got a lot of trust in him and and him and Miko. So um, you know we need that. Tony Brar, Oilers TV. Ethan, you talked about the play of Mike Smith, but when you have a guy like that, especially in a goaltender's duel like tonight, what does that do for you guys on the bench in the dressing room in terms of confidence? Uh, I mean, it just allows us to work, play our own game. Uh, you know, you're not worried about goaltending, and um, you know, we we can just work on other things and uh, and focus on on trying to score goals and and uh, you know, defending well. That's Ethan Bear back in action tonight. Plays 14-13 plus one. Took a penalty, three shots on goal. Oilers beat Vancouver 3-0. Get more on globalnews.ca, 630ched.com. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to two tomorrow. All have inside sports from six to eight. Our next game broadcast is going to be a good one. Saturday at Rogers Place, 3.30 face-off show. Game at five. Oilers against Maple Leafs. Thanks to Troy Bowler and Kellen Kennedy for their work behind the scenes this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.